Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. This is your host, as always, Jared Prugar, and I thank you for joining us. This is the hottest month of the year. This is July. Nothing is hotter right now than Penn State recruiting. They've gotten six recruits in the first five days of the month of July. They've got Nicholas Singleton, who committed this week, and they're still in the in the thrust of you know, getting some bigger guys, like a Denai Dennis Sutton, like a KJ Winston, like a bunch of guys, like a Christian Driver. They are still in the mix for those guys, and the and we are five months away from signing day. So let's talk about a little bit of Penn State recruiting before we are joined by my good friend and, and write, Penn State writer for the Center Daily Times, Kyle Andrews, in the next segment. It's, you know, it, it's, it's funny. Last year they did not do a very good job of recruiting this, that, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. I don't think it, that it was kind of done wholeheartedly, but at the same time, they knew what they had coming back, and they knew that, you know, the, Pen- the Pennsylvania pipeline of athletes just wasn't there in that last recruiting cycle, and that's going to happen. Um, but now, this year, they've done an excellent job uh, of locking up those guys from Pennsylvania. They've got uh, five of the top eight. Only six of the top eight have made a decision yet with two still remaining Penn State being in the mix for those as well um, it the Singleton commitment is huge he immediately bumps up to the top of the class and with his commitment at most Penn State to number two in the country behind only Big Ten rival Ohio State um, it's just one of those situations where uh, you know it, this is this is what Penn State needs Um this is what they need. They need the depth. They need to hit it hard on the recruiting trail, and they have. We talked about it at length uh, in the previous weeks, and it's just one of those situations where this is it's finally all coming together. The return of Kenny Sanders, who we'll talk about at length in the next segment with, with Kyle. But it's just one of those situations now where Penn State opened up camps. The camps have opened up across the country, and now they're getting guys there. They're getting who they want who they need to fill out the the roster and and create that depth, create that competition in every position. They're getting running backs, they're getting quarterbacks, they're getting offensive linemen, they're getting that depth and that that pushing that they really haven't had, you know, in, in just a little bit. And, and it's tough to have at the college level. And with the way the portal is, you know, we talk about it all the time where people are going to greener and greater pastures, or at least so they think. Um, it's just one of those situations where now um, we're trying to get, or Penn State's trying to get to that point, uh, to where they have that competition and, and compete, sacrifice, work hard. You know, you talk about James Franklin's pillars all the time, and compete is one of the biggest things right there with them. So if you can compete at every, if every position group, whether it's defensively, at cornerback, at safety, at linebacker, at D line, 
offensively, wide receiver, tight end, O-line, quarterback, running back. That's going, pressure creates diamonds. Pressure creates success. And I think that's something huge to look forward to down the line as Penn State continues to fill up this class. Because you look at it, you know, they've got Singleton, but they're also in for Katron Allen running back out of the IMG Academy. Uh, offensive linemen, they've already got a couple this cycle. Gunnar Gibbons is a guy who they're looking they're looking at. July 16th is his decision date. Um, and that's between Penn State and Virginia Tech. Another cornerback, Jordan Allen. They signed three defensive linemen alone on the 4th of July, or committed on the 4th of July. You know, you that's huge. That's exactly what the Nittany Lions need. If they can create that depth, create that competition, it's going to help them on Saturdays. Um, I don't think that 4-5 and five is a norm for Penn State. I think that is just an anomaly. That is a recipe of, you know, all the all the different ingredients that went into last year. The lack of trust in the offensive coordinator. The lack of, you know, they had 30 freshmen. They had a, a lack of experience, a lack of coaching staff um, continuity with all the guys that they had to add. And that's not saying that they, I mean, they've added a couple this year too. And that's okay. That's Obviously, that's normal. That's par for the course. But I think they're far better off. This year now with, with a full off season, with no limitations, um, going into next year. But it's it's going to be interesting to see how they continue uh, to to continue to build this class and, and fill out the rest of this class because we are five set, or five months away from signing day, five months away. So a lot can happen. People can decommit, but I think with the way that this recruiting class is coming together, with the with the players doing a bulk of the recruiting on social media, their parents involved in it too, it's going to it's going to benefit Penn State moving forward. They're going to have everything that they need, everything that they want in this class, and they're getting the Pennsylvania guys to stay home. That's exactly what is necessary. Um, you don't want to lose Penn State guys to anywhere, let alone Pitt elsewhere in the Big Ten or even the SEC. So it's going to be interesting to see how Penn State continues to fill this class up. But, you know, when we come back from this from this break, we're going to talk to Kyle Andrews of the Center Daily Times about what's going on at Penn State and why this is such a big thing and why this matters um, for Penn State moving forward. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to this segment of the We Are Podcast of the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I'm joined by a very special guest today, Kyle Andrews of the Center Daily Times, who co- he covers Penn State football, among a multitude of other things for the CD2. Kyle, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I, I appreciate you having me on the show. So Penn State recruiting has been hot of late. What have you seen and, and kind of what's the mentality coming out of State College um, as they hit this hot spurt uh, on the recruiting trail? To me, it seems like, you know, you had to add a lot more in this class just based off of the fact that last class was a little light. And then you also had another, you had another player leave as they got to campus. So you had to make up for for some of the, I guess, the lack of people that you recruited. But Penn State did more than just that. You know, they went above and beyond. They added depth. I think that was one thing that, kind of hurt them in last year's uh, season was that you know if somebody's not playing well you should have somebody pushing that person and I think in years past that wasn't necessarily the case specifically at you know the quarterback position you didn't necessarily have someone pushing I mean Will Levis seemed to be but with him transferring that hurt it I mean that hurt them and so now you're adding two quarterbacks you're adding multiple running backs. You're adding multiple receivers. Offensive line looked pretty good so far. Then not to mention you're adding a number of, it seems like a litany of defensive players. So, I mean, to me, this Penn State recruiting class is coming in 2022. I think that they, I mean, they have a lot that they can impact, uh, you know, going forward. And I think this is this is setting the tone. If they can keep it up, and then maybe add a five-star guy here, here or there. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. No, that's a very good point because on July fourth they added three defensive linemen alone. Um, there aren't too many ways to celebrate the fourth of July quite like uh, three James Franklin. We are better tweets. And you talked about the depth. Where do you think Penn State's depth really is right now as we get closer and closer to spring camp or to fall camp? Well, with the current team, I think, you know, they were, they're a little light in the trenches, I would say, especially the offensive line side. Um, I think that now you have a chance for some guys to step up and see what they can have. Um, one thing I, I will say is that Landon Tangwell, um, in the next couple of years, I think that kid, he's going to be something special, especially at one of the guard positions. I mean, he's six foot six. He's about 315, 320 pounds. And, I mean, for a guard, his athleticism is outstanding. I mean, we've seen guys like Quentin Nelson in the past at Notre Dame. And that's kind of somebody that I wouldn't be surprised if he could develop into one day. Now, you know, that that will also take having a steady hand at uh, 
at, at, at the offensive line coach position. So, I mean, I, I think that they have, I mean, they have some tools and they have some pieces right now that I think these guys can really be, you know, really strong. Um, I think Rasheed Walker, he's going to have, this is the year that he really has to prove himself. And I think that he can, he can solidify himself right now as a first round draft pick, if he does everything that he needs to do. And that means that, you know, when Sean Clifford runs up in the pocket and kind of causes, you know, the, the play to collapse within, I mean, he has to find a way to dig him out. He has to do everything that he possibly can to show that he is worth, you know, being drafted in the first two rounds. And I think that he has a talent. Now it's just all about putting it together. So I think, you know, even though you lost Michael Manet too and lost a few other people, I think that this offensive line this season should be a little bit better than the one last year. And I, I completely agree. I think also what's going to help them is the fact that they've been able to be hands-on the entire in the entirety of the offseason. But you mentioned Landon Tengwall, who was a highly – highly touted prospect coming out of high school enrolled early and he's and you know the first first look at him he looks like he's pretty physically gifted and already up to to what looks like a, a college body for the offensive line position yeah I'd say that 100 percent I mean I watch him in high school a little bit and I mean he he's coming from a very talented area um you know, I know everyone, a lot of people probably watched the um, Kevin Durant documentary that talked about PG County when it came to, you know, basketball. But I'll tell you what, PG County, when it comes to football, when it comes to, uh, you know, good counsel and DeMatha, schools like that for football, that's top flight football. Um, the WCAC, some huge guys in that league, uh, you know, bunch of guys that have played high-level Division One football, a bunch of guys that, you know, whether it be offensive linemen that have gone to Alabama, whether it be guys that have gone to Penn State or Ohio State or places like that, Michigan, um, you know, he already played against very high-level talent. You know, that that's talent that we had – like, I, I'm, from, I'm from Baltimore, and we play in a different league in Baltimore with all the other Catholic schools, but – a lot of times we'd play against those WCAC schools down there closer to DC. And I'll tell you one thing, um, you know, I, I think that they, uh, they are really, they, I mean, they, he, he has that, that gifted ability because of the fact that he had to go through the trenches when he played down at good council, when he had to go and crash against, you know, some of the top level players in the country in that league. So, I mean, it's, it's of no surprise to me that he's come up here and then he's showing that, Hey, look, I belong with these guys because I've already done it before. Now, I mean, you can't prepare, like, I don't think high school football is ever going to fully prepare you for the big 10, but the league that he played in, Oh, it absolutely helped him is shaped them into the player that he is today. Now you look at, um, we talked about the DMV a little bit in recruiting. Penn State's done really well keeping the guys in the 2022 class in the state of Pennsylvania. Now, what do you think has gone into that? Because last year in the 2021 class, that was the complete opposite or what it at least seemed uh, to be on paper. Yeah, it seems like this year Penn State has decided, okay, 
let's get our guys from Pittsburgh. Let's get our guys from Philly. Let's get the Central PA guy. Let's get all Pennsylvania as like the the recruiting that they've done in the state of Pennsylvania has been second to none. You know, they've squashed Pitt. And that, that's the biggest thing when it comes to Penn State, when they can recruit well, is are they letting Ohio State get in there and start taking away guys? Are they letting, you know, places like Pitt cause some problems? Are they letting Temple maybe steal a guy or two? They haven't allowed that. They haven't even let – I mean, they haven't let Maryland get any guys. And Penn State can go and dip into Maryland, but Penn, but Maryland can't dip into Penn State, and that's the biggest difference is that these guys that are recruiting – Kenny Sanders, I mean, he's done a heck of a job at Penn State, to say the least, especially even though he's a Maryland guy. He is from – he went to high school in, in the Baltimore area, and he's still done a very good job when it – when it comes to recruiting in Pennsylvania. No, and I'm glad you mentioned Kenny Sanders because I think, you know, people forget about the behind the scenes people um, that handle recruiting at Penn State. And Kenny Sanders is a big part of that. And you can see the impact that he's having on this. He was at Penn State uh, for quite some time under James Franklin, went to Oregon. Now he's back. And the impact that he's having on this class um, is, is, I hate to borrow this term, but it's, it's really unrivaled. I'd 100% agree. I think that everything that he's done, he's shown that he wants to compete. And I mean, and, and in football, the biggest thing is you want to be able to squash your opponent like a bug. I mean, whether whether that be on the football field, whether that be in the, you know, in the weight room, whether that be on a recruiting trail, whether that even be in a classroom, you want to squash your opponent. And, Kenny has put, not only has he done it in a competitive sense, but the fact that he's done it in a more, I think it seems to me, based off of the conversations that I've had with multiple people, that not only does Kenny care about you as a football player, but he cares about you as a human being. And I think that means more to a lot of these recruits than, it, than you know, him all uh, just – just not, I mean, him just only caring about them as football players, you know, everybody can have, play for a very good football team, but not everybody's going to play for a team that has a recruiter and that has a, a number of other coaches that care about them and want them to succeed beyond football or, you know, will congratulate them even when they don't go to the school that they're at. You know, for instance, like I think about a guy like, Dante Thornton that decommitted from Penn State. Kenny still encouraged Dante. And I, I understand Kenny was at Oregon prior to after after he left Penn State the first time around. But they still respect each other. They still, I mean, Kenny wanted him to succeed, you know, no matter what. And I think that goes further than anything to have guys like that in your corner. Absolutely. And this is Kenny Sanders, the recruiting coordinator um, for, the, for the nation, uh, for Penn State, as who we're talking about. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, the, the biggest thing is interpersonal uh, relationships. And if you can build that, that just goes to show what you're able to do. And this isn't a knock on who they had while Kenny was gone. It's just 
one of those situations where Kenny is just so good at what he does that he's having this type of impact and it's showing off in, in a big way. And Penn State, I don't think they're done yet. Neither do I. I think that if you can get a couple more guys, if you can start to add to your 2023 class, you know, I think that this Penn State team, when it comes to recruiting, I think they'll be set if all goes well. And I think all can go well if they continue to stay the path that they've been going. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think they're done yet. And it's also a lot of guys to be found that they probably haven't even really discovered yet. You know, sometimes it's guys that slip through the cracks that are three-star guys. And, you know, Penn State has been able to find those guys in the past. And that's a good way to look at it, too, because we haven't even gotten to the high school football season yet. It's still July. We're still five months away from, from signing day. So to have this kind of success, obviously commitments are just verbal. They aren't signed on the dotted line. They don't really mean anything. Um, although a lot of Penn State guys have shut down their recruitment. They're focused solely on Penn State uh, and what Penn State has to offer. And with that has gone a lot of these players recruiting Penn, uh, recruiting Penn State recruits. And I think that's paid off in a big way for the Nittany Lions, too. Yeah, I'd 100% agree with that as well. Um, or as uh, James Franklin would say, 107% agree with that. Um, he's, it seems like guys like Jerry Cross, you know, Jerry Cross has been on it from day one. Um, I look at guys like Caden Sanders, been on it since day one. As soon as those guys got, into the I mean committed to the program they're like okay let's bring other players on let's get them involved in the program you know let's make sure that you know we have a super team of guys you know and that that's something that you know at, at some of the bigger schools we see at some of the best you know college football playoff teams we see that we see that at Georgia we see that at Ohio states of the world we see that at Alabama, you know, and, and I mean, I think Penn state, they are, I mean, even the organs of the world as well. And I think Penn state is slightly, they slowly, but surely they get in there. They get in there. If they can continue to keep having people talk up their program and then also show that their program is worth joining. I think that they, I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be set in the next couple of years if all goes well. No, and that's and that's a you know that's a good point. Like if if things go well, and Penn State season last year didn't go well. They went four and five, which is uncharacteristic of any Penn State team, even dating back to the mid two thousands when they were kind of in their in their slower days and really not playing good football. But you know, of late and under James Franklin, they've had a winning program. They've had you know one of the winningest programs in the in the country albeit they haven't brought home as much hardware as I think a lot of people would have liked, but you know, they're coming off a four and five season and they have right now, according to 24 seven sports, the number two class in the country, you know, and, and we haven't even reached signing day yet. We haven't got to that point yet, which I think speaks volumes to their job that the Penn state coaching staff, both including Kenny Sanders, but also the players have done because that's a, that's a big part of it because you know, it's been a while since we've been high school kids and, and going to college. And, you know, what what makes a college so great? Well, if people my age want to go there, 
there's probably a reason for it. And I think Penn State's athletes and the guys that they're getting are making that very well known. Exactly. Um, you know, in the past, what has it always been about? It's been about when you go to visits and you can actually have guys on campus, it, it changes everything. You know, when you could get to know this player and kind of shadow him and learn from what he's doing or learn or someone that is your peer, they do the same thing as you. Now you're looking at it in a totally different situation than you were previously. You know, before you were just like, oh, okay, well, this this adult has <laughs> tried to get me to come to college. Like, okay, whatever. I don't care. What, what do they know? But if somebody that you see is your peer and, and is doing the same thing as you, and then they decide, okay, I want to go to this school, bam. I mean, that gets you that, – that's going to get you engaged. So I think the fact that you can go on campus now, and I understand it's going to be a dead period coming up soon, but the fact that they opened things up finally in June, I mean, it seemed like the floodgates opened. No, and I, that's a, we talked about that here last week on the podcast and a couple of weeks as well. You know, in June, it seemed like there, like State College was buzzing. University Park was buzzing with camps, with official visits, and it's paid off. You know, they had six, six commitments in five days to start the month of July. And, you know, anytime you're able to do that, it's huge. So, I mean, Penn State's off the, on the right foot for this class, and they were even dating back to early in the, in the signing period and early in this, um, in the class of 2022, it'll be interesting to see a, how many of these guys stick it out. And I don't think this is going to be an issue where there are going to be a lot of decommits coming up uh, with just the way that their mentality with a lot of these guys' mentalities uh, have been, you know, with the self-recruiting with, with different things like that. Um, but also just to see, you know, who they, who else they get, get there because, you know, you, there are quite a bit of guys still on the table that, you know, according to different recruiting sites, are crystal balled or are leaning towards Penn State. Yeah, I mean, if like for instance, if, if they get denied in a sudden on this team, you know, how how much can that change the fortunes of their uh, you know, their future recruiting classes that you get a five-star guy that is, you know, a freak of nature as an athlete and also one of the smartest players uh that that I've seen too. I mean that can truly change the fortunes of a, of a program getting a guy like that. You know, for instance, Maryland last year got Rakeem Jarrett and having Rakeem Jarrett switch from LSU to Maryland. I mean, that that's a huge deal, but that was, it, it was a slightly different situation only because Rakeem Jarrett is from Maryland. But the fact that, you know, now denied Dennis Sutton, you get a guy like him to, instead of going to Georgia or going to Alabama, he decides I'm going to Penn State instead of those two other schools that have been in the college football playoff. Now it makes kids in the future think, why not us? Why can't Penn State get to the college football playoff? And when the, when the playoff does eventually expand, now you have a team that can, can instead of making an at-large college playoff bid, you know, they can win the Big Ten outright. And that that's a scary – I think that's a scary sight for other teams if Penn State can get to that level, if they can get those guys. If they can get those top flight guys, those five-star kids, that's going to truly change the fortunes of this program. 
No, and I mean, they're obviously on the right foot. We talked about, you know, we talked about the college football playoff. They're, they're typically always on the outside looking in. And we talked about where they rank. And the only team ahead of them in the country right now is Ohio State. It's, you know, if they can out, if they can surpass Ohio State, which I think at last time I checked, they were at least four or five, five stars. Obviously, Penn State isn't at that level. I don't expect them to be at that level this year. But honestly, when you get to campus, those stars don't matter anymore. Those rankings don't matter. It's about developing that athlete and getting the best out of them while they're there for however long they're a nitty lion. But before I let you go, what are your projections for the season for, for Penn State and, and what do you expect from them uh, moving forward? I think personally, if Sean Clifford plays to the way that Mike Yurcich's offense, I think can be at the, at the highest capability that, or not even necessarily at the highest capability, but if, if, if he runs Mike Yurcich's offensive, uh, offensive game plan the way that I think he could, you know, by dump, keeping the ball out of getting the ball out of his hands in a short period of time, getting it into his weapons hands like Jahan Dotson, um, you know, a strong run game. I think this offense can be very strong. You know, I think like we said before, I think the offensive line is going to be better. I think the defense is always a strength. You know, Penn State defensively has always, you know, put the fear of God in the people at times. So I think that this year they can – they'll definitely step up. I mean, it's, it's not going to be – I don't think this last year was as normal for for some schools as it was for other schools. I think Ohio State, you know, it doesn't matter what they throw out there. They can have – you know, you, you have so much depth that guys are competing regardless in practice. You don't need 500 practices to compete. You know, whereas I think Penn State, a team that didn't really gel together, you know, Clifford had, I mean, what is it, his third offensive coordinator now? I think he's up he to didn't really have four. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, with all those things in, in, in tow, I think that, you know, that wasn't a normal Penn State team last year. I think four and five isn't what's going to happen this season. And I mean, of course, because more games, number one, but also because this Penn State team will be better. And also because this Penn State team will be playing against teams like Villanova and Ball State. So, I, I mean, they're going back to a bowl game this year for sure. And I think nine wins is within the realm of possibility. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say Penn State could win nine games. I just think that they have to show that they are willing, they're ready and willing to take on a new identity and to, to be more of an explosive offense. No, now, in terms of, oh, I'm no, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying in terms of the future, though, I think I think Penn State can be a college football playoff team. You know, I, I think it's just going to take some time. They're going to have to develop these guys. I mean, Drew Lavar is coming in the next couple of years. So, you know, if if he's your guy in the next few years in the, in the arm talent that I've seen him have, I mean, the kid's a borderline five-star quarterback. So, you know, he's six foot five, 230 pounds almost. Um, you know, that, that's the kind of guy that you want lining up at quarterback for you. So, well, I, I think this team, you know, if if they can, especially if they have a good, strong season this year, that's only going to help them in the future with the, the 2023 class. 
No, and that's a good way to look at it because succeed breeds success. And, and, you know, when, when you're, when you're winning, things are going well, things are, are happening in the recruiting in the recruiting realm. And, you know, you look at some of those teams that they've had in, in 2016, 2017, even, even all the way up to 2019, those teams were on the cusp of the college football playoff, give or take a game here or there, but with an extended playoff, they make it. And, and you know, that 2016 team with Saquon and Trace and, and those guys, they could have done some damage, I think, on a national scale. Now, obviously, I know that they lost in the end to USC and one of the most electric Rose Bowls in the history of the game. But, you know, there's just so much that could, that could just change with the way that the college football, uh, college football playoff is. Um, and, and if they beat a Wisconsin and, and compete against an Ohio State and, and beat teams that they're supposed to beat, you're right. I think nine wins, maybe even at the at the at the very most, ten wins is, is possible. But what's your record prediction overall right now? Um, I think regular season, I'll go nine and three, or I mean eight and three during a regular season. But I think they could win an they could win a ninth game. No, I think that's uh, it's right about where I'm at as well. Um, but thank you again. To, to Kyle Andrews of the Center Daily Times for taking the time out to join us on the podcast today. Um, if you if you want, you can go and, and find him at, at Kyle J. Andrews underscore on the Twitter. Uh, but thanks again, Kyle, for joining us. We have to have you again soon. back to the final segment of the we are podcast on the dk pittsburgh sports podcasting network this is jared program we thank kyle andrews as always for joining us um and hopefully we can have him back on the show uh relatively soon i think that was a great conversation that we had about penn state recruiting uh we talked about that at length in the first segment too but you know let's look ahead to what penn state needs to focus on as they get into camp obviously position battles i think you know, you look at the quarterback position. Is is Sean Clifford going to be pushed? I don't think it is um, possible to get another quarterback, another uh, player from the from the portal with the quarterback position, and that's just the way that it is. Uh, it's a little late in the game, but I think you know if if Sean Clifford can develop under Mike Yurcich, um, I think the, that we're going to see the the 2019 uh, Sean Clifford that led the team to the to a Cotton Bowl victory over Memphis. And I think that's that's what Sean Clifford is capable of. You know, it, it, it's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde with, with Clifford. Um, you know, running backs, you're getting a healthy Noah Kane. And if you saw him on, on social media this week, some of the pictures that he is jacked. He is absolutely ripped. Now, whether that translates to touchdowns or yards remains to be seen, but he looks to be in, in some excellent physical condition. You've also got Kevon Lee. And, you know, it, <laughs> that's a 1A, 1B. You've got John Lovett and... And Devin Ford, too. So that's a four-deep um, rotation. I don't think that they go that deep. I think Lovett ends up being a power back. But I also think that, you know, Kevon Lee's done nothing um, to to get a demotion. I mean, he, he was a big factor in Penn State's rushing game uh, later in the season. But, you know, you get a healthy Noah Kane, who we haven't seen since the Indiana game last year. And that's huge. That is absolutely huge. The offensive line, uh, Rasheed Walker. 
is going to be a stud. I wouldn't be surprised to see Landon Tengwall get into the rotation, uh, just with his how physically gifted he is. Um, I know that Kyle and I talked about that in the in the second segment, but you know, then you look at the receivers. You've got um, Parker Washington, you've got Jahan Dodson, and you've got just so much depth and so much um, talent there. The, the Penn State offense, I think, if they can get up to speed pretty quickly, I think they're going to be pretty good. You know, defensive line, I think, is a question mark just because you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, you had a lot of guys go to the go to the league, graduate. Uh, you got the linebacker situation. I think the linebackers will be okay. They return quite a bit, and quite a bit of those guys got got some extensive playing time last year. You know, cornerbacks. You've got Joey Porter Jr. You've got you know um, a bunch of guys there that that are going to go out and compete. Safety. You've got Jaquan Brisker, who's highly rated. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, take that for what you will. But you know, they, people think highly of, of Jaquan Brisker, and I think that he's going to turn some heads as well. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how how the position uh, battles develop throughout camp. But you know, right now, Penn State's Penn State's loving life. Their their recruiting is hot. You know, they've got depth. They've got a lot of talent coming back. And and you know what? I think it's very possible to see them get to the nine to ten win plateau this year after being four and five. Um, Last season, I think it's going to be, um, it's when it, when you see, you know that it, it's going to be a situation where you know can James Franklin get them to the promised land? Can they get to back to the upper echelon of the Big Ten? And we're going to see that right away, week one against Wisconsin. So it'll be interesting to see how Penn State handles that. But until then, this has been the We Are Podcast on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. This is your host. Jared Perger, I thank you as always for listening. We'll catch you next week.